welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach for anyone with video conferencing capabilities, no matter where you live. I geek out on every subject imaginable regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. Follow along on social media under the handle Space and Reason. In this episode, let's discuss home functionality. Our tulips are peeking through the soil and the days are finally getting longer. Bumblebees will start buzzing around soon on warmer days in March and April. They are the queens searching for nectar and scouting out the ideal spot for her colony. Mining bees will begin emerging from underground, leaving small neat piles of soil around their exit holes. One of the first amphibians to emerge in the spring are frogs, and ponds start to come alive with frogs laying eggs and mother ducks starting to take care of their new ducklings. My desire to get outside and put my hands in the dirt grows stronger, and sometimes I just ignore the cold because I'm drawn out to get rid of those last bits of fall leaves that blew over and clung to plants throughout the winter. Make yourself a cup of tea and let's talk about creating a home that thrives in the spring. Do you have a favorite ritual that you love specifically in these months? Right before I left to head up north to stay with my mom for a bit, I was showing a home to a buyer and I admired the abundance of daffodils coming up in this particular front yard. And I remember how wonderfully self-sufficient bulbs are in this part of the world. Planting a perennial bulb that continues to come up year after year and multiplies without additional effort brings joy every single year. Did you know that you're supposed to snip off the spent blooms of a tulip as soon as the petals begin to drop, but leave the green stem and leaves intact so they can continue to absorb energy from the sun and refuel the bulb under the soil? These green parts will stay that way for about six weeks after the flowers fade. Leave the foliage so it can absorb moisture and sunlight and nutrients and bloom next year. One problem I have is that once they've bloomed and the greenery naturally dies back, they become invisible until spring arrives again. And on a few occasions, I have forgotten where they're all planted and accidentally speared some bulbs with a shovel, thinking I would plant something in that spot. 
the best hack I've learned is getting a small wooden golf tee in green or brown and putting them into the ground where your tulips or daffodils are planted. So once they die back, you have a natural signifier to remember where they're planted. Pricing on Amazon is minimal, like seven bucks for like a hundred. Maybe share that trick with your family member or friend if you don't need all 100 and you can split the order. Here's another tulip trick. When you cut the flowers to put them in a vase, if you put a penny in the bottom of the vase, they will continue to stand upright. Whereas if you don't put a penny in the bottom, they will droop. So depending on the look you want, you can choose accordingly. Spring goes hand in hand with cleaning your home from top to bottom, but we know that can be overwhelming and time consuming. So I recommend you take it room by room or appliance by appliance, one baby step at a time. If you're a list person, start with a list and make yourself a deal. Do one small spring cleaning kind of thing each day just one. Maybe wait for a weekend to tackle the windows, but once you've got that knocked out, enjoy the rest of the day. If you space out your list and take one bite at a time, it will all get done over the course of several months and you won't have to fall into bed exhausted to get there. Good Housekeeping has a list of tips and tricks that I'll post in the podcast notes. I especially loved their recommendation of tackling the junk drawer. They recommend emptying out the whole drawer and then suck out the dust and crumbs with your vacuum's nozzle and toss or relocate any items you no longer need or that don't belong there. Everything else can go back but this time in an organized manner. Repurpose pretty plates and bowls to store cords or stamps or other odds and ends. A non-slip liner will help keep everything in place, it says. Now, I used to have a junk drawer, and I don't anymore. Although, one might argue that my one baking drawer is so junky that it should be called a junk drawer. Alas, I do one big baking day per year, so I refuse to allot any more space to it, and it all lives untidily in one drawer. Yes, it makes me crazy, but I only open it once a year, and so that's the deal to myself. When reading an article about TEDx ideas, the same company responsible for the wonderful TED Talks, I came across an article about how to step out of the shop, spend, consume cycle. And in there, Lucia Gonzalez Schuett actually references the almighty junk drawer. And I'll read you that excerpt. A few years ago, she embarked on a personal roller coaster journey, as she puts it. And it all started when she looked at something that most of us have, a junk drawer. She was disturbed by what she found. Most of the things were broken, incomplete, or imperfect, but she had felt compelled to hold on to them. She questioned every item, asking questions like, do I really need this? Does it add value? Is it worth the space that it takes up or the care it requires? 
Recently, I did a home functionality coaching session with Susan from the Midwest, and she had a few trays of chopsticks. I initially thought they were pencils until I asked more and she gave me a close-up look and explained they often use chopsticks more than forks and spoons, to which my response was, then they should absolutely have prominent drawer space, to which she did, and her response was, it sure does make my heart happy. This is a great time of year to look at your home through my eyes. If you've listened to this podcast through every episode, you may know by now what I might ask. And if you imagined me standing there with you, what would I say? If you don't know, maybe it's time for an online one-hour session with me. Or if you haven't listened to all the episodes yet, go back and have a listen to those you've missed. If there's one thing that absolutely works for me, no matter what the topic is, it's a checklist with a defined timeline. If I know my big picture goal broken down into what I need to do and by when, you can count on me. So give yourself a structure for your home improvement journey by listening to episode 54, which is a boot camp for your house. Creating a home that thrives means embracing evolution. Continuing to tweak your home to function better or differently as the seasons of your life shifts. In simplest terms, it's imperative that your home helps you to feel better about life and the ease at which things happen within the walls of your home. Spring is a time of renewal, so it's refreshing to update your interior to mimic this by adding in some pastels or bold pillow colors. Refresh your bed sheets too. I've got a couple ruggables from my living room specifically to swap out seasonally, and it makes my whole room feel so much fresher and new. Swap out the art seasonally or refresh your outdoor furniture. And now it's time for questions to ask yourself about your home space and your reason. Grab a paper and a pen. Question number one, is my junk drawer organized enough that it's functional and efficient? Question number two, am I using what is in there often enough to justify the space that it takes up? Question number three, do I have other spaces in my home better suited to house these items? Question number four, do I actually need one more drawer in my kitchen for kitchen and cooking related things if I were to get rid of my junk drawer altogether? One key to ridding yourself of the junk drawer is to find a spot that makes sense for the items you actually use. Pencils, pens, and post-it notes go in a tiny cabinet in between our kitchen and living room. Our smart home system lives there, as do all the electronic plugs that we may need downstairs, and they're all behind closed doors. This is separate from upstairs, mind you, where these items live in our office. Rubber bands go in the office, in a drawer, in a little organizer. 
packing tape also lives there in the office for me. They have delightful short drawers these days that sit neatly under your desk if you don't have a ton of little drawers in your current desk scenario. Tape measure goes with the tools in the garage, hopefully not in the kitchen. If you can't think of where this thing goes that you're holding, random thing, then ask yourself, have I used this in the past five years? And if the answer is no, please consider ridding yourself of that thing. Lastly, question number five. When is the last time I went through my medicine cabinet and looked at the expiration dates? What an eye-opening experience this was for me recently. I found things in there that expired before the iPhone came out. And let me tell you, once you purge everything that has expired, it is far easier to organize it. Spring is an especially good time to look for moisture in the basement or your crawl space. Look in the attic too. Leaks in these spaces could turn costly, so it's better to check and catch potential issues early, saving you time, money, and heartache. It's always good to sharpen your lawnmower blade before you'll need it, so knock that out by looking up a local sharpener. Oftentimes you'll find a service like this at your local farmer's market. Clean debris from around your home foundation vents and window wells, and make sure no critters have found their way under your house by making sure your screens are intact in your airflow vents in your foundation. I think one fun thing to do in spring is to venture out with no real destination in mind, only to take the best spring photo you can, perhaps a selfie, perhaps with your child or grandchild, but either way, it's fun to set out and see where the day takes you, specifically looking for spring scenery. From cherry blossoms to crocuses, there's photo opportunities everywhere. Add some rain boots and an umbrella in the mix and you've got a recipe for the ideal photo for calendars or to frame as a gift. Notice your self-talk. Keep it positive. What are you grateful for today? When you wake up tomorrow morning, do something you love for the first bit. Even if it's only for a couple of minutes, something you do only for yourself. When you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Keep taking some sort of action every day, and one day you'll look back and notice how far you've come. If you long for a more fulfilling outdoor space, have you listened to episode 26 yet? How much outdoor space do you have to work with? Would you say you spent a lot of time out there, a little time or no time? And why is that? Let's deep dive into thoughts and planning about your outdoor space and your reason. This episode includes a list of 35 ideas for outdoor spaces too. 
you've got tons of options regarding what realtor to choose, and this podcast is a way for me to earn your trust and the unique skill set that I bring to the table. If you happen to know someone in the market to buy or sell in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, kindly send them my way. The finest compliment I could ever receive is the confidence of your referral. You're going to want to subscribe to this podcast and join the Facebook group called Home, Space, and Reason. If you're anything like me, you appreciate visual examples, and so the two go hand in hand. If you subscribe and generally listen as the episodes are released, it's relatively easy to reference the coinciding images hitting my social media pages. Again, my handle is Space and Reason. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. If you enjoyed this show, please take a quick second to rate this episode and I'll meet you back here for the next one. 